Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. You guys, so glad to be here today. It is the, I'm recording this, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, I got a lot to be grateful for. I've got, uh, I'm grateful for this guest. I've got Mr. Tommy Mello on the show today, and he is going to be providing us some deep insight into the success of uh, his company. You might have heard about this guy. He's making waves in all kinds of trade industries. Uh, he's the owner of A1 Garage Doors and runs uh, multiple occasions, multi-multi-million dollar company. Very, very privileged to have him on the show today. And uh, before I jump in, I just want to give you guys some uh, uh, announcements, things that are happening in the industry of course, registration for the PCA Expo is now open. Um, come out to Expo. Make that plan. It's going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, February 22nd through the 24th, where you will get tons of educational resources, um, different talks, different speakers, people coming out, imparting wisdom to you, helping you grow your painting company. But, you know, one of the best parts of going to Expo is being able to be around our people fellow contractors, asking what's happening in their lives, what is uh, working for them, what is not. Um, it is a community of open sharing. And that's one of the biggest benefits to being there is that you are going to make lifelong friends that will connect to online relationships. And I'm telling you, some of the most deep and impactful conversations that I've ever had uh, both on a personal level and a professional level happen as a result of going to Expo. Can't recommend going to Expo enough. Do, do, do go there. Um, if you want to listen to this episode, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And of course, you can download PCA Overdrive where you get the video content where we have 500 plus hours of video content, $5.99 a month for non-members free with membership just go to pcapainted.org to download uh the app or find it in the app store <clears throat> so i was talking to tommy before the show and um you know i was just thinking about how you know in the in the facebook group our group the paint ed the paint ed group um we've got a lot of folks asking what are we doing for winter work you know, so many questions. Uh, how do we get into commercial? What do we do? You know, what's our go-to strategy? What do you do on Facebook? What do you do with email? You know, all these things. And, and it's, 
you know, it's I, I understand that it's coming from a place of like, oh, shoot, like we got to figure some stuff out. So I don't want to make it sound like uh, I don't understand the weight of these questions. But the, the, the funny thing to me about it is that it seems like just a couple weeks ago, we were all worried about finding workers. And, and that's kind of how it works, right? Like the pendulum just all of a sudden shifts. And a week ago, we didn't have enough workers. Now, all of a sudden, we don't have enough work and we're sweating. And I was asking Tommy about this because uh, you know, Tommy has several locations across the country. There, there are many uh, uh, technicians and things like that. And you know, he was commenting that he's got some areas that the lead volume is a little low. He's got some areas where uh, he needs more workers. And he introduced this term to me that we're going to really explore, which is called capacity planning. Capacity planning. That's a new, that's a, that was a new term for me. And, uh, and I, and I want to know all about it. So I'm really excited to have uh, Tommy on the show today. Um, you know what? Let's just jump in. Let's bring him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome Tommy Mello. Hey, Tommy, welcome to Paint Ed, my friend. Thank you very much, Trolando. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah, this is exciting. Um, you know, I, I I have to be, you know, straight up with you. Uh, your name is is uh, is known. You know, there are people who are who've maybe been to a seminar, who follow you online, maybe read a book, and you know, this is this is a real treat uh, for me. So I'm I'm very grateful for you to uh, taking the time to be on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Lenny Gray called me you know, probably a month ago and said, you got to meet this guy, Torlando. He's killing it. He's one of the top contractors in painting and, you know, great podcasts. So pleasure to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny Gray, um, for, for those who don't recognize the name immediately, he, uh, is the door to door millionaire. I had him on the show a few, about a month ago talking about door to door, um, lead strategies. And that was a wonderful conversation. I highly recommend going back and listening to that. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that uh, you took him up on it. So Tommy, tell us a little, for those of, for those who don't know your background, um, could you tell us just a little bit about your history and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, I was born in uh, Detroit, Michigan, spent the first 16 years of my life there. Uh, as a kid, as a young entrepreneur, you know how to yeah. mow lawns and shovel snow. That's what you do in Michigan. Yeah, fellow uh, Michigander. <laughs> so that was great. And then I moved out here. And in 2005, I started painting garage doors. One of my buddies ran, was a manager at a garage door company. And he said, hey, do you want to paint garage doors? I said, what does it pay? Yeah. And he said, 100 bucks a door. He said, you could probably do three a day. And I just built systems so I could do 10 a day. Oh, so wow. I was a painter. Yeah, two hey. years just painted garages on the weekends. I was bartending. I had a small landscape company. I mean, that's in Phoenix. And uh, 2007, me and a buddy started a business called A1 Garage Door Specialists. And then in 2010, we went a separate direction and I changed the LLC to A1 Garage Door Service. Mm -hmm. But um, what's really cool about my situation is I was not handed a golden spoon. My mom and dad loved me a lot. They still yeah. do. <laughs> They're still yeah. around. But um, you know, I came from nothing. Uh, I made every mistake in the book. I was the guy in the truck for seven years 
running calls daily, walking out of movie theaters, struggling with relationships, is trying to find a way to succeed because starting from nothing, it was all sweat equity. Yeah. And then I started to learn systems and read books. And in 2017, I got on Service Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 2014, going back a little bit, I, I found an integrator. I found somebody really, really great uh, to help me out. And that's when I got out of the truck and I started yeah. to work on the business. And I started developing systems. I met a guy named Al Levy and we built manual standard operating procedures, the same truck, instead of having eight different trucks with different loadouts right. without a great CRM. Uh, so I started to get really calculated. And I was on this show called, it's like American Freedom or something. It was a story about businesses. And they came into my shop and they recorded years and years ago. And they said, I, I was talking to the guy, the producer, and I said, listen, uh, what's the coolest story? And he goes, actually, we just got done shooting Kentucky Fried Chicken. And mm-hmm. I go, well, what's cool about that? And he goes, well, they open a new store every eight hours. Dang. And he goes, the systems they have in place, the structures, and I just started whiteboarding like crazy. Yeah. And I wrote a billion dollars on the whiteboard. And then I wrote down my average technician does 500 grand. I need 2,000 technicians. So on the bottom left of the whiteboard, I started to write th- things down that I would need to do in the next month. I would yeah. need to hire a full-time trainer, develop a training center. I would need to have full-time recruiters. I would need to get the trucks planned, how I would have the trucks and the tools, and how I would handle capacity planning, which you yeah. spoke about earlier. Yeah. And uh, we're on pace to do about $180 million. We're in 28 markets, uh, 19 states, and uh, I'm hoping to double next year. Yeah. Man, that's that's incredible. And I think that for some of our listeners who you know aspire to – uh, you know, to some level of, of, of greatness and advancement, you know, I think the thing that's on our mind is like, how, how are you doing it? And to me, one of the things that really tends to stand in the way of progress, at least as I've experienced it as a contractor, is that our seasonality tends to curb momentum a lot of times. You know, it feels like, okay, we're making progress here. We're, we're, we're doing more jobs than we've ever done. And then all of a sudden, the, a little dip in the economy, a little, uh, you know, a little cold weather, and all of a sudden, we're out of leads. Our cash flow is starting to thin out. We're looking at our bank account and thinking, oh, gosh, you know, um, you know personally, that, that's come, the come and go. I feel like I, ha- I personally have a better handle on that these days. Uh, but I know for a lot of our listeners this time of year, just it's always a little, you know, there's a little bit more stress added because the momentum that we built up in the summer doesn't always give us enough. You know, it's, it's like evil can evil, you know, you, you launch off that ramp and, and you hope that you can make it over the winter. And, and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Um, I think the question on, on all our minds is, is how are you doing this? Like, how are you, how are you, you told me before the call, you said you had a record breaking day yesterday. How do you have a record breaking day in home services the week of Thanksgiving? It does, you know, it's just, I think we, we want to know, like we want some insight into how are you doing this? Well, it's a loaded question, but the main thing that I follow and, and is, uh, subscribe to is this notion of understanding my numbers. And 
I really focus on four main KPIs, key performance indicators. The first mm -hmm. one is what is my average ticket? The second one is what is my face-to-face -face conversion rate? The third one is what is my booking rate? And the mm -hmm. fourth one is what does it cost me to acquire a customer? Mm -hmm. With that formula, I can predict how much I need to spend in marketing. And okay. you just need to know where the lead sources are. And you need to test different lead sources, but focus on one in the beginning when you're small. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities that are born. Basically, on my whiteboard, there's four those four things. And I'm always focused on one of those. Uh, and if you could figure out, there's so much meat on the bone when I go into businesses. Number one, first of all, they don't have accurate numbers. They can't mm -hmm. even get the numbers they need on a daily basis to find out what they should be working on. Right. And then I look at it and I go, wait a minute. Your booking rate is not what you thought it was. You're not, you're not allocating these calls correctly. And they say, what do you mean? I said, why doesn't this one count against the agent? And they said, well, it's out of our service area. Well, if it's not counted against that person, which they shouldn't get penalized per se, but you should right. know about it. Because why is your marketing dollars bringing you leads that aren't in your service area? Right, right. There's a big hole there. Yeah. Uh, and then I look at conversion rate and average ticket and I say, okay, you're in a house painting. Did you talk about replacing the garage door and work on an affiliate deal with a garage door company? That's mm -hmm. my forte. Did you talk mm -hmm. about replacing the trim? Did you talk about possibly right now, I've got the guys in my house refacing the cabinetry. Uh, it was 14 grand to do all the doors in all my cabinets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're not giving these options, decorative hardware, possibly a new front door, why would I paint this old funky garage door that's falling apart? So I talk about three main ways to make money. And unfortunately, almost every entrepreneur, entrepreneur I know focuses on one of these three. They right. focus on how do I get new customers instead right. of charging your customers. The second one is how do I get more juice out of that? You know, how do I squeeze the juice more? How do right. I get more? How do I get a larger ticket? That's better for the client. You need to believe it's better for the client. And right. The third right. Way is, Cause you want to get, get them into a buying frenzy, you know, they will, they will, especially if you take the money out of it, which is yeah. through financing, which you never want to call it financing. You call it promotions. Mm. And when you talk about promotions and say, listen, did you want to use your money today or did you want to use ours? If you could talk about monthly payments versus yearly and the the, the total amount up front, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they go, we could afford that. And paint delivers a really, really good ROI. It changes the curb appeal. It's a it, it it's 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 your pastime. We made our house a lot lighter. It was pretty dark. It was dark browns. Yeah. And now yeah. it's super light and it's kind of fun to go home and just have all the light in there. So yeah. I think that uh, most companies, they need to focus on making sure they have a plan. And that's the first thing I see with small companies, even mid-sized companies. They go, I just want to make more money next year. Yeah. And I want to spend more time with family. Right. And I'm like, well, how are you going to do that? They're like, I'm just going to work hard. And I go, okay, what's your budget? How many calls do you need today? What does your average ticket need to be? What kind of training are you doing? What kind of retention do you have? Are you recruiting? It's interesting because... Orlando, if you take a CSR booking at 60%, let's just say they take 20 calls a day, which is a mm -hmm. lot for pain. Mm -hmm. And you got another one taking 20 calls a day, opportunity calls at 90%. So one's at 60, one's at 90. Let's just say mm -hmm. your average ticket's $500 mm -hmm. and they work 300 days out of the year. That CSR at 90% made you an extra million dollars. Mm. And unfortunately, I watch these companies and they're like, how do I get more calls? You don't need more calls. You need to book ones you're getting. 
How do I get more jobs? You're at a 40% conversion rate. Why don't we get you up to a 70% conversion rate? Well, I don't want every client. No, there's still 30% you're not going to take. Right. And what clients don't you want? Why are you marketing the clients you don't want? Let's be a little bit more specific in your targeting. Why right. are you, what are you spraying and praying for good leads? Right. Why not market to the affluent? So you want every client, you'll work on the conversion rate. And then you look at what they're paying a lead and they have no idea. They're like, I think I'm around here. They don't have the stats. They don't have the exact numbers. And I, I can't imagine, and I was here at a time, but just hoping that today's good. Yeah. And hoping that there's going to be an ROI. And then obviously planning is the biggest thing that I talk about is because if you don't have a budget, you don't have a plan for down season, you don't have a strategic goal of what you're going to do today, this week, and this month, then you're going to not maximize it. I'm not guaranteeing you're going to fail, but the probability of success goes down significantly. Right, 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 right. So when... When you're coming up into these problems, I think, you know, like I said earlier, you look at, at the Facebook groups right now and, and, and people are like, how do I how do I get these leads in the door? Uh, I part of my instinct is 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 thinking, well, were you were you a little too overstaffed to begin with? Um, how does how does staffing play a role in the capacity planning? So there's two things you're looking for. Do I have enough technicians to run the calls? And do I have enough leads to support the technicians or right. installers? And what I find is it's always a balancing teeter-totter act, no matter what. I've got markets that need more leads. i got markets that need more techs. So this yeah. is a, called capacity planning. And it's interesting because a lot of people, they just, what happens is you got your technicians running six estimates in a day. How's he supposed to get to know the client and ask all these questions? I diagnosed the person before the problem. Right. How am I supposed to give a great presentation with six estimates in a day? Right. Yeah. Because I'm trying to make myself apples to apples. I'm selling oranges. So how do I make a better presentation? How do I take pictures of certain things that differentiate me? How do I really get to know the client and understand their needs when they're selling the home? Is this their forever home? How do right. I ask them questions as if, you know, is this a high traffic area? That's going to be prints on the wall. Is there right, yeah. humidity going more in this room? Is this where, how long are the showers here? Do we need to get another fan or is this going to crack the paint? I, there's, I'm not a painter per se. Like I painted garage doors, but. Yeah, you're doing you all know, right. <laughs> I, I would say I'd be asking, I'd have a form that ans asks a lot of questions and I'm trying to get to know the client. Yeah. And I'm literally having a conversation about their boat and their Harley. I call it form yeah. family occupation, recre uh, recreation, and material things form. And I, I really get to know the clients. I get to know, I play with the dog. I knock on the door because strangers yeah. ring the doorbell. All these things that we train on. And I think it's so important because my technicians, there's three things that we go over. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you should do. And this were my mom's house. My mom worked three jobs to keep our mm -hmm. house. She was working 12 hour shifts. I love my mom more than anything in this world. Yeah. And if she were here right now and this were her home, here's what I'd be telling her. It's very powerful, especially yeah. when they get to know me and we have a great conversation for an hour. We're not just saying, hey, we got our foot on the back of our truck saying, let me work you up an estimate. Good luck. Yeah. If you go against my company, you're dead. I will yeah. take market share all day, every day. Right. Not to mention I've got, I've got economies of scale, so I pay less. People want to come work for me. 
but right. that allows me to pay more, which means, right. you know, my new book, Elevate, is build a company in which everybody wins. So our employees get to win. They got a 401k package. They got right. brand new trucks, brand new tools. They've got dental, vision, you know, obviously the full healthcare package. We've got a dream manager that focuses on their goals and their dreams. They don't care about my numbers. They don't care about right. my budget. What they right. care is what's in it for me. Right. So if you can make it, if I if you were working with me and you said, Tommy, I want to take my dad on a two-week fishing trip. If you said, I want to take my wife on our 10-year anniversary to Honolulu. I want to just spend time at Disney World with my kids. We'll figure out what you need to do to figure out your dreams and budget for you. And when their dreams come true, my dreams come true. So you got to have a dream big enough so that everybody else's dream can fit inside. Yeah, yeah. So, so if I'm if I'm headed into this, you know, scenario, and you know, I've I've uh, recruited well, I've got I've got you know, I've got some eight players, um, but I'm coming up on a little bit of a lead drought. What what do I do to keep them? Like, how do I like? What's my first step? Well, you're talking about getting more leads. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things I do when I have capacity shortages, not enough jobs. I come up for the minimum. I'm going to pay you this minimum because it's my job to get leads as the owner. Mm-hmm. So I want, I've, I've recruited great people. I need to figure out a way to retain them. So I've got a minimum I pay when we're slow, but mm-hmm. my number one goal is to get that market busy. And there's nothing, there's nothing more powerful than Google. There's four algorithms on Google. There's pay-per-click, it's called the Google Guarantee. It's local service ads. Mm-hmm. The third one is organic. And the fourth one is called pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. So you've got or, or organic pay-per-click, LSA, and GMB. Google My Business page. It tells your yeah. hours. And then I see these guys begging for jobs, but they're not open on Sundays. They don't take phone calls on Saturdays. They're closed at 5 p.m. on their Google listing. Mm-hmm. And I go, wow, you just want to be everything handed to you. You mm-hmm. don't want to even get a virtual call center to help you. Yeah. You you know, that's victim mentality. Number one, mm-hmm. I don't need to work that I've got a family. Well, you're also slow and you need work. Yeah. So you need to go get it done. And there's a lot of things I talk about with guerrilla marketing, but I, I find that most businesses aren't even doing anything to activate their list. They're not asking for referrals. They're not doing anything. I hate the word upsells, just giving customers options. Right. They haven't introduced financing. When they drive up, they don't look like a professional company that I would pay $20,000 to or right. whatever the cost may be to paint the inside and outside. Uh, they're not giving options because if you're not giving options, you're giving ultimatums. And mm-hmm. we, we give six options on every door quote. That way I could say, listen, if that doesn't work for you, let's go with this option. Yeah, Options are what sell. Like I said, apples to apples, I sell oranges. Mm-hmm. And I never just sell one thing. I package it with other things. So no one can compare to the pricing. Right, right, right. But, but you know, pay, pay-per-click, Home Advisor, Angie, Nextdoor, these things all work. Yeah, and yeah. Those are the things in the short period of time that I find. I go look at someone's PPC campaign and I go, oh my gosh, you're not even doing any long tail PPC. Yeah. It takes two rings to even hit your phone because you're on a VoIP system that, that doesn't ring right away. You're not optimized online. You, you, you have... 22 reviews. Yeah, you're a five-star, but the next guy's got 550. Right. I've got like 4,000 on my Phoenix location. Right. So another thing is, is any of your employees reaching out to their friends and family saying, this is what I do for a living? You know, we've got this down season where we could give you really great value, great pricing. 
because it's our slow season. So in HVAC, they do things much more affordably. They don't make the same margins because they're giving the client the opportunity to say, if we take care of you in our slow season, we could offer some specials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and that's something that I've definitely been recommending to the people that I've, that I work with and people you know, online. I think that that idea of being, um, you know, so precious about everything when you're slow, I, you know, it, I think to a degree it does have to kind of go, go out the window. I mean, I do, I do think that at, at some point, like you do need to, uh, you know, pay attention to your family. You can't, it can't be all the time, but, uh, yeah, you, you got it. You do have to sacrifice to, to make sure that they're, that they're fed and that they're doing well. And, and I think that that does take buy-in from your family to, uh, to understand that, Hey, like right now we got to, we got to do a little extra here. We got to do a little extra duty. Um, so, so Google is a, is a, a pure go-to, um, those are, those are all paid sources. Are there anything that is time-based that you would recommend doing like right now from trying to generate uh, lead flow? Well, you got to start thinking about it before it happens. You look at a guy, Marcus Sheridan, he spent every night writing a thousand word article and you could simply, you could simply do some research and speak it in and it's trans transcribe it. But mm-hmm. now he does pools. He's booked out over two years. And when I look at a painter, I look at, you got to decide who your audience is, right? Are you going to go wham, bam, smaller houses in and out? You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, when you flip houses, mm-hmm. am I going after mansions and going after that big bang that I'm going to be tied up for six months? Or am I going to flip a house every four weeks, mm-hmm. but saying I paint anything and everything that comes to me, I do it all. I do commercial, residential, interior, exterior. I do crown molding. You name it, I do cabinetry refinishing. I will stain, you, you name it, I do it all. Well, that's just, you could do it all once you're over 100 million. Yeah. But when you're small, you got to identify your target audience. Right. And you need to be grounded. And I, I told you earlier, you got to wear blinders because there's opportunities everywhere you look. And unfortunately, when you're small, you're like, I'm going to do new construction, I'm going to do Home Depot. I'm going to do Lowe's. I'm going to get into Costco. I'm going to do commercial, resi, uh, you name it. Well, the trucks are not set up to do everything. Right. And I understand it it just be a specialist is what I would say. And non-paid is going out there and meeting the people. You'd be surprised what you could do in a a B&I group where you meet up once a week and everybody uses you and you deliver great, fantastic service. And I, I would rather have a client that pays more. Because my dad taught me when I was young, you could be three things. Uh, there we go. Yeah, You could be the best in the industry. You could be the best warranty, the best technicians, the best trucks, the best training. Number two, you could be on their time schedule. You could do it exactly when they need it done and have availability next week. We could do that. For me, I yeah. can fix it today. And the third one is you could be the best price. And you'll never be all three. I mean, right. my dad says one, two, three, you could only be two. So, <laughs> so ultimately, if you're the best price and you're the best quality, you're booked out four months. You're booked yeah. out six months. That's just, I have a mechanic that does great work in our Milwaukee market. I can never get my car in there to get fixed first because he's booked out. So no matter how you take whatever two out of the three you want, if you're the cheapest, 
and you're fast, you're not giving great quality. Right. So you got to decide what your game plan is. Now, people say, what about Walmart? Well, they're the extreme different. Their, their buying power is so much bigger. Their relationships are deeper. Right. And they know their avatar, though. They understand a way to get around uh, not never paying overtime. They get the, the they never hire a lot. They hire a lot of disability and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what happens. So, so understanding the strategy going in is what I would say to a lot of the smaller businesses is you're not everybody that needs paint is not your client. Right. Right, 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 right. So I think that, you know, for a lot of people that are, uh, you know, at this stage, if they're, if they're coming late to the game and they're scrambling, um, you know, there are certain things that, you know, if they're trying to do now, it's, it's kind of too late. Um, let's, you know, for example, I, I had this conversation. We had a we had a, a virtual roundtable, and uh, somebody's asking, like, "Well, what about commercial? How do I get into commercial? You know, is, is that a good thing to do during during winter?" And you know, we had a commercial contractor who was on, and and she was like, "Well, a lot of the a lot of our commercial clients, most of them are doing their planning now for next year. You know, and so you 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 can." reach out to them, but it's not going to be for this year work. It's going to be for next year work. And so, you know, for some, some things, I think that, you know, okay, the, the ship has sailed on a lot of it. Just, you know, buckle down, get out there, talk to the people, you know, uh, you know, you might have to, you might have to cut, you know, some, some costs and, and maybe, you know, some of your people that are, you know, on the bottom end, you might have to lay them off, unfortunately. But let's talk about next year. Let's talk about how we how we be the ant and not the grasshopper. How do we how do we lay the foundation January one so that next time before the holidays we have appropriately planned for um, the appropriate amount of capacity to take advantage of the the um, you know the season of plenty and then to take advantage of you know those missed opportunities that we're just not thinking about in the in the winter. So setting a budget and understanding when you slow down of what you're going to be doing, you could set up a, I know a lot of companies that their number one lead source is Pinterest because Google's, when you do a Google search, Pinterest ranks the highest. Mm. So you get your stuff out there on how's and Pinterest. Uh, another thing that you do is read the book, dream 100 and understand that if you pick up a big HOA, that'll keep you busy through all the down season and mm. understand how you're going to staff it. And what I would do is I'd have some 1099s that I could pull when I need them. That way I'm not hiring a bunch of people and having to lay them off. Right. Uh, I would really think about HOA presidents. I think about people like um, home managers, especially high-end homes, is listen, um, in Arizona, they're out of their houses in the summer. But in the winter time, when it gets cold, a lot of people come to Florida and Arizona and California. So Mm -hmm. why they're not in the home let me be working with these house managers. The, the, it'll be a lot simpler. You can set up the camera system, whatever makes you feel better and safer. We're going to have a video. I'd have a video where I'm, I'm updating the client every day on what we did, showing them before and after. I create a better experience. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so important that if I'm painting a house, I'd be showing them everything that I fixed. I'd be showing them the holes and I redid some of the, the, the drywall issues. And I would be showing that stuff. And I'd be sending updates throughout the whole process. And I'd ask them if they wanted updates. I'd love to show them and say, I'm not going to attack. Would you rather them come through email 
was rather than come through. I'd probably have videos too. And the experience would be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like no one's ever done this for me. Another thing that I would do is while you're slow is reach out to your past clients. And another one is each opportunity, I would get a video testimonial and I'd ask them to share it online. And I'd say, listen, if you go ahead and do this, I'm going to give you deco hardware for your garage or whatever. I'm a garage door guy. So that's all I could come Mm -hmm, up with. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say, don't just leave me a review on Google. Let's get one on Yelp. Let's get one on next door. Let's get one on Facebook and let's get a video testimonial. Can I put a yard sign? Who's your HOA president? Yeah. Uh, But the real deal that you got to do is come up with a really good budget and you got to have an obtainable budget and you need to have, this is my slow season. And the easiest way to make a budget is to look at your last year and look at what months were busier. What months could I capture business? How specific is it to doing it at this time? So understanding who your clients are in the off season is important and understanding when you turn that on before it gets slow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I had a, I had an intern, an MBA intern a a few years ago, come in and do some uh, analysis on, on lead flow and, you know, those kinds of things. And what, what I found was that, um, you know, the vast majority of our leads really came in in the spring and it was kind of like this hump in the spring and then it just kind of trailed, you know, kind of trailed off into headed into the, the uh, you know, holiday season. But that because we were, um, you know, booked out 60, you know, always booked out six to eight weeks, you have this kind of interesting double humped camel look where your sales volume, like the actual revenue to the lead volume is trailing you know, because you're collecting more revenue, you know, when upon the completion of the job. And so it was, um, that was a big revelation in that, you know, the time to capture as many leads as possible is, is at the beginning of the season, because that's where a lot of people are, are looking for that. And over time, especially towards the end of the year, um, ad spend tended to get more expensive, uh, because you have more people competing you know, uh, for, for, you know, bidding against you in, in, uh, you know, in the, in the ad space. And so, um, you know, that idea of taking that time to analyze those numbers, see where things are, um, that really does give you an idea of how much marketing to, you know, dollar to spend when, how much effort to put forth when, um, and what channels. And, uh, and I think that's really excellent, um, advice. The, the trick, again, always comes back to that, that teeter-totter of staffing appropriately and, you know, marketing appropriately. And I'm wondering if you could give us any additional insight on, on what you guys are doing, you know, when you're, when you're talking to, like, your different locations who are um, in, the, in different, you know, places. Like, some you said they need more staff, some need more leads. How are you? How are you breaking that down? Because it, it it appears that you just can't provide a one size fits all solution to each of these markets. So we know two months in advance when a guy's going to graduate, and we know exactly what we're going to need to do to fill up those slots. So I've got two months to plan, and there's certain things we do. We've got a whole analyst team that figures out where our next showroom's going to go. We find out the competition around there if they're real or fake. If they're fake, we get them turned off. But if they're real, we say where can we go where our avatar client's going to be, where we know we can rank well. 
and we could open up another showroom there. Mm-hmm. And so I told you the example, Grand Rapids were opening up one in Kalamazoo because my guys are slower there. And I right. always give them a minimum pay when we're not busy, but I've got a plan to get them busy. But some days when guys have to run five jobs, that's not enough time to focus on the clients. Or you've got other garage door companies running 10 calls a day, but they're going right. out there every year because something else is breaking. And if I'm going to miss time with my family, soccer, games, and recitals, because I got the damn garage door broken again, I would be pretty upset. Yeah. So we fixed it right the first time. And then we sell, we sold 2,400 service agreements last month alone. And so that allows me to come back out there and service agreements in most industries are what they back up on in slow season. And I understand you might say, what's a service agreement for a painting? Well, they said the same thing about garage doors. Yeah. We'll come out, we'll touch up. You know, one of the things I noticed is you, you you did mention you want your garage door painted, but it's a real pain right now. We could come help you move out the stuff and paint it here. We could probably even do the epoxy floors that you wanted. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want to go ahead and do that later, because it's, a you, you know, obviously we've got a lot of living we're doing right now in the garage. But if we come up with a strategy to do this at this time, also what I would be advertising for in summer is saying building out my fall and my winter. Yeah. I would right. be saying, listen, if you could hold on this stuff, are you guys going to be leaving town for two weeks for Christmas? We'll come paint then. It's great. You're out of the house. You don't have to deal with the fumes. Right. I would really start my marketing in advance to understand why the leads are flowing and then really work on people's time that it's convenient for them. And it makes sense. I, I understand a lot of people say I'm ready to go, but if you had people, your clients really thinking about their schedules a little bit more deliberately in advance, you yeah. can make a lot of waves. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and how, so, so you talked about uh, giving them, giving your crew members um, kind of a, a, a minimum. Um, well, let me, no, let me go, let me go in a different direction here. Um, so I want to talk more about this financing actually, because I think before the show, we were talking about it and you said that um, you plan these service agreements so that you are doing routine work throughout the length of that, uh, of their, of their financing period. Um, That was an, that's a new idea to me. Can you, can you walk me through how you guys do that and, and, you know, uh, what that could look like for us? Well, financing is amazing because you start talking about the monthly payment and a lot of the smart financing people, you never call it financing, you call it promotions, but you say it's cheaper than a cup of coffee per day and I'll get you everything you need. And you break it down into the day. That's one advantage. But number two is you say, listen, with inflation, the way it is, gas prices are up. Why don't I just get you a low monthly payment? There's no prepayment penalty. I mean, let's just get you something that's conservative that you can afford and We'll get everything done now. And it's going to make, it's, it's an investment into your home and your family. Right. The ROI on this is through the roof. And why not use our money instead of yours? I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I don't really need financing. You can't call it financing. And another thing is technicians hate it because they're afraid of it. They don't understand it. So there's no training on it. Unless you're willing to sit down, train and go through the motions. And the finance companies, whether you're using good leap or, or service finance or green green sky i mean there's a lot of them out there that will train you and yeah. what does this mean it means better average tickets more job security there's a lot of opportunities here uh, 
it, it also, there's three types of finance buyers, low payment, uh, no interest and low interest. Mm -hmm. So, so you could get into this no payment for two years, same as cash. People mm -hmm. love that you're using our money. And now there is going to be a dealer fee that goes along with that. Right. But you just build that into your pricing. You don't discount. Right. And if I'm able to add on supplemental things when I'm selling things like, listen, if you're willing to move the date to this date and I could do these three extras, would that make sense to you? Cause now you're really getting into capacity planning again, that, that word that we've been using. Right. And, and what, you know, there's another thing out there that I just wanted to discuss real quick, and that's called rehash. It's getting the opportunities that didn't close. And if you could set up a system, number one, email your existing customers of, of some type of specials you got coming out in the slow season. But number two is, what are we doing to capture the business that didn't close yet? Now, I know in paint, your conversion rates aren't above 80% most of the time. Right. So what are you doing to reach out to those clients and say, listen, We've got some time. I want to keep my guys busy. If I could do this, 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 and hopefully you've got a checklist that you could point to and say, we talked about not doing the eaves or whatever it is. I don't know. If I was able to get those done because I want to keep my guys busy, would that be able to earn your business today? Right. And and also if I broke it down into payments, because I understand right now you, you, you might not, you know, if you're like me around the holidays, you want to make sure you've got all your money, especially going into an unclear economy. Yeah, but absolutely. These uh, these things are important to discuss and financing could be the biggest, most powerful tool. I know HVAC companies that are 75% of their revenue is through financing. Wow. Yeah. Anything about 5,000, that's the magical line. Anything about 5,000 people tend to want to use financing. I see. But you never call it that because if you're like me and you walk into a, a, a Nordstrom's, the first question is, can I help you? No, 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 no. You're used to saying no. A lot of people had a bad experience with financing. Right. And so they, they might have got a, a one of those cash loans on a car. So it doesn't sound as good. But when it's an investment, it's a mm -hmm. whole different opportunity. If you talk about, the, you know, this is the cost. Never say the most expensive. You say this is, uh, this is the uh, best value. Yeah. You never say the cheapest. You say this is our, this is the economical solution for you. Right. You never right. say right. here's our. Here's our contract. You call it an agreement. You never say, I need you to sign this document. You say, can you okay the paperwork? You never say you have the right of cancellation. You say the right of rescission. We right. spent two months role-playing every day ingraining these words into our, our technicians and, and salespeople. And it's and then I think the pay structures, what's in it for them? If they're hourly, they've got no outcome of they've got no out. I'll come in this in the game, you know, that right. they're hourly. They're not, there's nothing in it for them. They're like, yeah. And so performance pay is one of the best things you could ever do for your company because now they got a stake in the outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So having no errors having no callbacks, that's one of my things on my scorecard. How much did they use financing? What were the callback ratios? You know, like I said, um, I look at their average ticket. I might look at, I build my price book around the time that they're there mm -hmm. and the profitability. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. like if you don't have a standardized price book that you could say they're going to be here eight hours, but if they finish in six and get to the next job, I could pay them a little bit more because I priced for eight or 20 or whatever. Right. It might be. And so it really goes back to the numbers, the KPIs, everything I do is calculated. There's no, like, I think I should be doing this. Yeah. It's very clear. When I look at my CRM and my reports, we use a BI tool called grow. 
and there's BI, uh, there's a bunch of BI tools out there. There's several. As I'm able to look and see what's going on in the company, where should I be spending my time? And it's the blind leading the blind. It's spraying and praying when you don't have the data that I have. Right, 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 right. When you go into new areas, um, uh, like you, you mentioned, you know, you got your analytics team looking at, you know, areas to build new uh, showrooms. Um, what is your what is your go to market strategy in a new area? So, local service sets take a while. It's called the Google Guarantee. You want to get that up before you go there. I, I'm I'm working 90 days in advance before I'm doing a greenfield location. I'm understanding the pay per click. I'm going through Valpac to see who else is in there. I'm understanding all my offers. How do I be different than everybody else in the Valpac? Like I said, mm. I can offer different things that no one else is offering. I can offer bottom rubber to keep those nasty bugs and rodents out. So differentiate myself. And then we understand the search volume. We've got tools that tell us here's how many searches there are. Here's the number one guy on the GMB. One of the things I'll do is I'll have the first 10 guys that go out there fill their schedules for two weeks with friends and family, just doing $29 tune-ups, getting mm -hmm. comfortable in the garage, getting comfortable driving this big van. And then they're saying that I do a good job. Hopefully they took care of their friends and family. They probably sold some other things like rollers, bottom rubber, maybe new opener. Mm -hmm. And we're giving great pricing on that, but we're also asking for reviews, building up that reviews. Uh, the other thing is going out there and meeting the people. It's talking to HOA presidents. It's getting involved with BNI. It's putting yard signs out. It's having the radio saying we're in town now. It's mm -hmm. having going out to busy areas, parking your vans in those areas. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunities when you go into a new market. I have all kinds of things we look at, but I hit three buttons, one on Amazon, one in Home Depot, uh, Home Depot, Amazon, and Costco. And everything I need is shipped there. And I got a crew that goes, puts everything together. Each place kind of looks similar. And then we've got our wall art, all the same wall art. We've got the same carpets with our, with our um, core values, the mm -hmm. rugs. We've got, the uh, mugs that the guys drink out of that have a one on them. And we make sure we brand that area. Well, it, it, it's a lot easier when you have a plan and you have a budget built for it. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, what I recommend to most companies is they, they tend to spend a lot of their money because they say we deserve this. That's why we bought the Harley. That's why mm -hmm, we bought the second mm -hmm. home that we don't rent out, which right. becomes a depreciating asset. That's right. why we did this. That's why we did this. When you're your first few years of business, you need to have self-control and say, let me put the money back to work because wealth is really creating money when you're not working. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, they say, yeah, it's so hard to save when I'm putting the money in back into the company. And I say, let's really look at what you spent money on. You, you're not making any money because you make bad decisions. Everybody that doesn't make money says, I put it back into the company. I put it back into the company. No, you didn't. I'm watching you go to steak dinners every two days. I'm watching you do all these stupid things. And back into the business still sometimes doesn't make sense if you don't have cash in the bank. And the best time to get a loan or a line of credit is when you don't need the money. Right. Right. Do you, so in the, in these new areas, when you start staffing, are you, so it sounds like you're uh, marketing ahead of staffing. Um, are you, uh, are you staffing salespeople first or, or technicians first? Well, my technicians are the salespeople and I've got a, I've got a virtual product specialist that we transfer the call to if we do have a door sale. Yeah. I've got 10 guys that sit behind three monitors. We build the door on the house for them. We have, we figure out what's in stock. We figure out what kind of financing we can offer. So there's a special team dedicated to that. But 
ultimately what I'm looking for is an all-star. I'm looking for someone that could be the commander, the lead tech, the yeah. one that's going to run fire meetings and get people's fire in their belly going. Um, so we do a hiring event before we go there and we'll interview a hundred people to pick four or five. Yeah. And then the four or five job is to get out there and make, they're very boisterous. They're posting on social media. They're contacting friends and family. They're not afraid to knock on the door next door and say, this is what we're up to. Listen, Mr. Jones, uh, I'm painting Peter's house next door. I just yeah. want you to let me know if you hear any noise or anything. Uh, we love Mr. Jo we love Peter. He's, he's an amazing client of ours. If I make too much noise or do anything, we want you to let us know. Here's our numbers. Oh, you guys are painting. Oh yeah. Here's some of the before and afters we've already started. Oh, yeah. wow. Can you guys come take a look at my house? Uh, you know, I need some stuff done. You got to want it and you got to work right. hard to get it. And you right. got to not be afraid to ask. That's one of my, my favorite three letters in the world are ASK. Yeah. Ask. And so many people, when I'm out, if I'm out at a freaking gas station, I'm recruiting people. I, I must, I've had three jobs come to my cell phone today. We, we, we run 15,000 jobs a month. If I was in painting, I could run a few hundred and be the top guy in a market. And I'm like, man, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I hope, yeah. I hope your, your audience is getting stuff out of this. It's because it takes grit, discipline, and it takes being innovative. Yeah. And like I said, apples to apples start selling oranges. But you got to have a plan, man. Yeah, right. Listen, if you just start working out and expect to get a six pack, you need to understand your diet. You need to understand your sleep. You need to understand how much you're going to be working out. And you'll have a six pack in two months if you do it right. But if right. you just say, I'm going to work out and I want to have a great body. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It ain't happening. Uh, Tommy, tell us a little bit about this book uh, that you are publishing here. Um, Elevate and win. I'm, I'm excited to read it. So it's building a company that everybody wins. So I think our employees get to win. I think that's so important that they get to win. They get to spend time with their family. We, we Three new houses were bought last week at a, from A1 graduate employees. Celebrate those wins. Our, our clients get to win. It's so important that they feel like they've got a great warranty. We showed up when we said we would. They've got options. My partnerships, I told you, we're, we're, we're partnering with other garage door companies. They need to feel like they won. And the vendors need to feel like, I always ask the vendors, what's your three-year plan? Am I buying the paint that's going to make you the most money? If I was able to sell this product and this product mix, would that, would that help you win? What are you guys, maybe you got some stuff you need to get rid of. Maybe I could help you get rid of those things. So I have make sure they're winning. And then I get to win. And so, so many people go into this negotiations or feel like, oh, you know, they need let to let everybody win. And that's what the whole book's about is building a company which everybody wins. And you'll be a lot happier and everybody around you will be a lot happier. Awesome. Uh, we can pick this book up at book.elevateandwin.com. Um, Tommy, this has been a great conversation. A lot of information coming at us. I've written some notes and have, have several things to, to implement. Um, if we, if we implement this, just even half of the stuff that you've, you know, imparted with us today, what, what, what will our lives look like? Well, I say it's complete freedom to do what you want, when you want with who you want, you still need to work hard. My best tip that I could give anybody is I spent time traveling to eight track shops all over the country. You name it, Michigan, Chicago, Florida. Texas, Vegas, 
California. And I go hang out with winners. And they're glad to have me. And what I would tell you guys is if you get a chance to go out there, a lot of them are willing to share the best painting companies in the world. If you're not there, if you're not in their same market, just ask. Go out there, spend time with them, ask questions, figure out what they're doing. Success leaves clues and a lot of people are willing to help. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Tommy. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on Pinhead. Thanks, Jolando. All right, there we have it, folks. Tommy Mello uh, hitting us with the with the knowledge on so many things. Um, very grateful to him. You know, as I as I sit here and kind of reflect on the conversation that I just had, um, the thing that comes to my mind most present is that individual tenacity. You know, Tommy is clearly a tenacious person. And, you know, there are so many things that you can do in your business to to succeed. So many little tips and tricks and tactics. But I think a lot of times what stops us from actually succeeding is just implementing. You know, we make up excuses. Oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I didn't get to this. I didn't get to that. Uh, make a list of all the things you got to do and just start knocking them out. Because the whether it's instituting financing, whether it's, uh, you know, figuring out a, a plan for how are you going to keep your guys uh, paid, but then how are you going to get them, you know, more leads, uh, putting in those processes and plans for uh, finding those people who are willing to knock on the door next door when they go and, and serve as house. You know, these are just little things that build up and accumulate into success. And I could just tell you that it ain't happening unless you take the wheel and put your gas, put your put your foot on the the gas pedal and make it happen. Uh, Tommy Mello, tenacious man, uh, very very good conversation. Um, if you want to listen to this episode again, um, I recommend it. Um, go check it out on PCA Overdrive uh, and and watch it. Write those notes. Take some time, uh, pick a few things that you're going to implement and uh, and get after it. Um, my name's Torlando. Of course, uh, you can catch the book Sprint on Amazon. And uh, I've just released my uh, new virtual trade school at craftsmanpainter.com backslash trade school. Uh, we got 12 courses in sales and production uh, to help you succeed in your business. Um, I'd love to, to help you out with that. They, those classes are live um virtual they're interactive you get to ask questions um get that information to really sink in um go to craftsmanpainter.com backslash trade school to check it out um folks it's been a pleasure being with you uh in your ears on the road with you however you're listening to this um until next time uh my name is torlando and this has been paint ed Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.